All right. Thank you for the nice intro. Um, we are talking today about God's faithfulness, and I love that um, this week as I was really praying about what the Lord really wanted to share with us as a church body, those that are watching online, um, this is really kind of what I, sorry, I'm going to move this over, what I um, kind of felt like the Lord put on my heart, and I love that through worship and the word that Kara gave um, during worship as well from the Lord was really about trusting in the Lord and his faithfulness and his goodness, and then Marie gave a testimony during uh, worship as well, just about daily choosing to trust the Lord and believing in his promises. So I love how God has totally been preparing all of our hearts because that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about his goodness, his faithfulness, um, believing and remembering his promises, which um, are amazing. So I just love how God does that. He kind of prepares us and sets things up. So um, like Kara mentioned last week, we had that pastor panel. So I do encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, and as really, that's kind of how my message came as I really started really thinking about what are the things that the pastors said last week, um, about trusting the Lord, no matter what, and why do I struggle sometimes with trusting the Lord? Why do I, why is it easy for me sometimes? And why is it not easy for me sometimes to trust the Lord? And, uh, and so obviously we're all like that, right? Um, this week may have been somewhat easy for some of us to trust. Maybe things worked out the way you thought they would, not just with the election, but also just in your, in your life. Um, maybe it was an easier week, right? We all love when we have those weeks where it feels like it's been a good week. Um, but some of us may have had hard weeks. Maybe the election didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Um, maybe there were hard things in our marriage, hard things with our kids, hard things at our jobs. And this week was hard to trust the Lord. It was hard to remember um, that he is good through all of it. Uh, so no matter where you were on the spectrum, um, we have to trust the Lord in what we do. And, and we have to believe that he is going to, to fulfill his promises and he's faithful to that. So, um, I mean, when we look at the world, <laughs> that's where I started is like, okay, how do I trust the Lord when sometimes it's hard to trust anybody, right? We live in a world where none of us, not even me, right, are 100% reliable, right? We're not, you know, we're not steadfast 100% of the time. We're not always honest, right? We don't always think about somebody else's feelings, right? There's times that we can be selfish. Um, and so when we live in a world like that, um, we kind of become guarded. There's some of us who have our own personal stories of, of people that we've trusted and people that maybe had authority over us, people that um, we thought would never hurt us. And they, they did. They, they abused us or they neglected us or they lied to us or they cheated on us. Um, and we might have those stories individually to us, um, but the news and the world is filled with those types of stories of just broken promises and where um, people are not true to their word. And so when we look at what we're living day in and day out, um, that, that we have a hard time, we can have a hard time believing that anybody can be faithful, even the Lord. And that's where we get into a hard spot. And that's really where the Lord took my heart this week um, was, do I have a hard time trusting him because I'm kind of allowing my outlook on my relationships in this world and my interactions with people in this world to spill over into him, right? Because every day I'm having interactions with people. And on a daily basis, sometimes people aren't faithful and true to their word with me and promises are broken. Um, but that's not who God is, right? God is not us. Thank God, right? <laughs> thank, thankfully, he is not us, that he is faithful and he is true. Um, and I have to remind myself of that every single day, that he is faithful, and we cannot, as, as Christians, as believers, we can't allow our own doubts of people in this world, our own mistrust, 
to spill over into that view of the Lord because he is faithful and true. Um, do we really believe in his promises? I loved Marie's um, testimony when she was up here giving wor- worship about believing in the promise, the promise that the Lord gave her for Talia. And, and you have to believe it. Sometimes it's hard and sometimes it doesn't work out the way we, we thought it would be. But we have to believe in the promises. And that's, um, I have my own kind of personal story to really, I think we can all think of a time in our lives where God made a promise, whether it was in scripture or just to our hearts, and we had to believe it. And there were seasons it was hard. Um, when I was younger, I was born with a heart condition. So um, I have a congenital heart disease that I have to get monitored every year and have been praying for healing. And the Lord has done amazing partial healing, I call it, because I am 39 years old and have never had to have my valve replaced and I have both leakage and blockage, and it is unheard of. Every time we go to the doctor, he's like, well, I don't know. Like, just whatever you're doing, keep doing it, because I'm not, at this point, I should have already had to have it replaced. I should have already kind of be in a state um, where they had to repair some stuff. And so I'm thankful that the Lord has kept me where I'm at. But um, growing up with that condition, um, my parents were always super cautious with me. I wasn't allowed to have caffeine, not even chocolate, because there's caffeine and chocolate. Like, who deprives their child of chocolate? But um, I was deprived of chocolate, so <laughs> now I still eat chocolate. But <laughs> but there were restrictions that I had, and as I got older um, and was kind of in those early ter- teen years, um, the doctor was really cautious in making sure that I knew um, I needed to be very careful and not get pregnant because my body could not carry a baby to full term. Um, when you're pregnant, your body has extra fluids, and it's very, very strenuous on your heart. Um, and God, God is amazing how he built women to manage that. Um, but with my condition, they were like, you will not be able to survive a pregnancy. So from early on, I really just felt like, um, okay, I just won't be a mom. I'll just be a really fun aunt, right? And I think for anybody who's watching, I am a fun aunt, right? My nieces and nephews. I hope so. But I thought, I'll just be a fun aunt. It's okay. I can still have a great life without having kids. Um, And really, if you would have known me when I was younger, as I got into my teenage years and into college, um, I never was really upset about that. People would say, oh, my gosh, you can't have kids. And I'd be like, it's okay. It's fine. And I would say I really felt that way. Um, and so I wasn't, you know, I was seeking the Lord for healing for my heart because I didn't want to have to have surgery, right? <laughs> so that was it. But I wasn't really, like, asking the Lord to make me a promise to have kids and to be a mom. Um, and I was at an event um, when I was in college. That we're crazy in college, right? And so there was a, a youth, a college event that occurred in Georgia, Marietta, Georgia, which was four hours from my college. And there was tons of us that would always pile in our vehicles and drive four hours to this college event. (laughs) And then when it was over, we would drive four hours back. And we would sometimes get back just in time to, like, go to class in the morning at 8 in the morning. Um, And I was at that event, and I felt like we were were worshiping. And then the, the speaker was talking about the promises of God and talking about Abraham and Sarah. Um, which I loved because I was like, oh, Sarah, me, right? Like, there's that nice little connection. Um, and just talking about the promise that he gave them about having a child. And I can remember, like it was yesterday, I felt like the Lord said, you are going to be a mama. Um, and I remember almost saying back to the Lord, like, I don't know if I want to be a mom. And he said, it's the desire of your heart. And um, I love that because he knew what I wanted before I even knew I wanted it. Right? Sometimes we have something happen in our life and we're given a diagnosis, or we're given, um, this is not going to happen, and we accept it, and maybe we accept it like I did, not with disgruntled, not unhappy, not, my life is over, I accepted it like, okay, that's just my fate to live, right, Um, 
but he knew what I wanted, what my heart wanted deep down, even when I didn't know what my heart wanted. Um, and so that was, you know, early 20s. So fast forward, I mean, life happens, right? Graduate college, there's ups and downs in my life. There were times I felt like, okay, I'm, I saw some healing with my heart, right? So I thought, okay, he's going to do it. He's going to heal my heart and, and make me a mom. Um, and then disappointment, right? Because it didn't happen. Um, and so, I mean, fast forward, what were we, 27 when I got married to you? So 27 years old, I get married to Chris, and he has two amazing kids. So I became a mama with marriage. Um, and I was fine. I was happy with that. I was like, okay, God's good. He kind of did it in a cool way. Um, and then not a year later into our marriage, Chris and I really felt like the Lord's like gave us a call to adopt. And so here I am, a mom of five kids, those that know me well, or um, I have five kids, busy, amazing, unique, wonderful kids, and God made me a mom. And he made that promise to me when I was in my early 20s, even when I really didn't ask for the promise, right? He gave me that promise. And there were seasons I didn't think it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden I look back. It's not like I married Chris and I was like, oh, Jesus, you, you fulfilled my promise. I didn't do that. I forget a little bit that, oh, that's a promise. And then as time went on, I'm like, I look back and I'm like, okay, you fulfilled your promise in a unique, cool way. You made me a mom, a true mom through and through. You haven't healed my heart yet, believing that God can still do it, but you made me a mom. And that's what I love about remembering his promises, remembering what he's told us. Not only promises in the scripture, which we're going to talk about a few promises in God's word, but he gives us promises that he speaks directly to us. And we have to hold on to those. And I love it. When I was younger, I had a youth pastor, and she told me, um, you need to, to get a journal and call it your promise journal or whatever, and you need to write down promises from the Lord. Whether you're reading scripture and you read something, you're like, oh, that's good, that's for me. You write it down. Or whether the Lord gives you something specifically for you, you write it down. And I love that because it allows us to go back. And there's times in my life that I will go back and pull that journal out um, and read through it, and I'll see answered prayers. I'll see the promises come true. And I'm like, oh, and I didn't even notice it when he did it. And then I look back, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you promised that to me, and you were faithful to fulfill it. So we have to remember the promises that God gave us. And so we're going to look at a couple promises in, this, in the Bible. There are, I tried to find a number. And some people said there were 5,500 promises. Some Googling said there were 8,000 promises. Let's just say there's thousands of promises in the Bible, right? I was not going to count them all for today, right? But there are thousands of promises in Scripture that God gave us that are true to us today. So we're just going to touch on a couple because I think it's very important to remember those promises, remember um, the promises of God. So the first one that we're going to kind of talk about is um, the promise of salvation, and I love this one because, right, when I, when I was looking at all the different promises of God and trying to kind of narrow it down and think about, what am I going to talk about? Which promises do we really need to remember? Um, you wouldn't think the promise of salvation would, I mean, it's the most important promise that God gave us. But you would think, okay, I'm speaking to a church full of believers. Um, if, if you don't believe Jesus, you will have an opportunity today to put your trust in him and know that he's faithful to save you. Um, but we all can remember, we all, it's, it's, we remember the salvation of Christ. It's a big deal, right? He gave, gave up his only son to die on the cross for our sins, to give us the opportunity for salvation. 
Um, I'm going to read a couple scriptures. So Talia is going to keep them coming on the screen. I would encourage you to write them down on the little notes that you have because I do have a lot of scriptures because I think it's important as we talk about the promises of God to look back to scripture. So I have a handful. I'm going to try to read them slowly, um, but definitely write them down so you have them in the future. So John 3:16, we all know. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then we have 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Another one is Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Acts 2.21, and if everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And those are only just a few. When you really start researching what are the promises of salvation in the Bible, there are a lot more verses than that. But I love that when we look at this, it reminds us of that promise of salvation. It reminds us that God gave his one and only son for us, died on the cross. It doesn't matter your race, your beliefs it doesn't matter your your sex or your age or anything like he died for everyone and gave his son for you we were worth enough that he gave his son for us so that to me that's the ultimate promise and really if god just gave us that one promise that's amazing right (laughs) if he just said this is it i'm going to give you the promise of salvation that that's what i'm going to give you that's still an amazing promise that he gave us and that we have to can grab onto in life but he didn't just stop there right because god's good he said he has multiple other promises the next one i'm going to talk about is that god is with us so he promises to be with us not just to save us not just to to allow us to have eternity with him but that he is going to be with us through life he's not going to leave us alone he's not going to leave us in need so a couple scriptures about God being with us. Isaiah 43:2 When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Deuteronomy 31:8 says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And Psalms 23.4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And there are scripture after scripture about God's promise to be with us. And in these, I mean, yes, it all says God is with you. It says do not be discouraged, right? Do not have fear, have comfort. And when you read all the different, like I said, there's a lot more scriptures. When you read them all, I love it because it points to the character of God. When God is with us, it's not just like, okay, he's my buddy and he's like right beside me. It's like he is with you. All of him is with you, right? Every bit of his character is with you, right? And so he, he is, all of it, all of it's with you. 
And when we think about that, God is a lot of things, right? He is love. He is peace. He is hope. We see that in a lot of scriptures. We're reminded in 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. Philippians 4, 9. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So God of love, God of peace. In Romans 15, 13, it talks about the God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he doesn't just promise that salvation that we talked about, which is the ultimate promise, which we could say, God is still good if he just gave us salvation. He's still good. But he didn't stop there. He gave us all of him. He gave us his him. He's with us. And that means his character is with us, which means he gives us everything we need in his presence. When we are in his presence, when he is with us, which is a promise, we have all that we need. He is love, peace, hope, joy, comforter, provider, healer. He is all those things. And so when we think to be reminded of a promise, that is a big one to be reminded of. It's almost all-encompassing, right? Because it includes he promises to give us all of himself, everything he is. And that is a great thing that we need to remember. Um, Like I mentioned, there's a ton more promises in the Bible. I'm only going to stop with those because at some point you guys want to go to lunch, right? Or <laughs> move on. And I'm still going to be talking about God's faithfulness, right? Um, we, I wanted to start this message really talking about his promises, remembering who he is, remembering his promises. But we can believe, maybe even remember his promises. But if we don't think he's actually faithful enough to fulfill them, then what does remembering do? It might be good to be like, oh, yeah, that was great. I remember when that happened. But if you don't believe that he's going to continue to do it and that he will will actually do it, he will save you if you call on his name. He will be with you. Everything that he has is all that he is is with you at all times. You have to believe that. You have to have faith that he trusts that he is faithful. He is faithful. So I wanted to look up the definition of faithful because I'm a little bit of a word nerd when I'm trying to prepare messages and feel like, okay, what does that mean? And sometimes I feel like there's so much, when you look at a definition, there's so much um, clarity that sometimes comes and things that you'd be like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think about that. And it makes you read scripture differently. And so the meaning that I looked up for faithfulness was to remain loyal and steadfast regardless of circumstances, true to origin. And that's the one the Lord really laid on my heart. True to origin, true to who he is, true to his character. Like all of faithfulness is who God is. That's part of his character. It's true. He has, he's true to his origin, true to who he is. Um, in Psalms 89.8, it says, Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds you. Psalms 36.5 says, your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is faithful. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. 
And then Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what I love about this is it is true to who his, who his character is, who God is. He cannot change who he is. He's true to his origin. So his faithfulness surrounds him, right? It's unlimited. It's to the skies. And it lasts for thousands of generations. There's no end time. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So these promises that you have in the Bible that we read, and I would encourage you to go back. I just pointed two out. There are so many promises. I would encourage you to just, just search what are some of the promises of God. And they're not for 2,000 years ago for the church in the, that we read about in the Bible. They're not for just the disciples or the people of that time. They are, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same promises he has for us, he has for our children and our grandchildren and generations to come. They do not change because he doesn't change. And I love that when we're looking at that, it is his character. We have everything that he is. I keep saying that because I feel like that is what God wants to tell us today. He is with us, and he, we have everything that we need in his presence. So the main scripture that got to me uh, today that I love is 2 Timothy 2.13. And it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Right? We've been talking all morning. I've been talking all morning about how God's consistent. He's not the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And how he's faithful because that's part of who he is. He cannot deny himself. It says it right here. He, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And I know we talked earlier about how the world is full of people, including us, who are not 100% reliable. Right? We're not, we, nobody can trust me 100%. Right? Like I fail. I'm sinful. I, I'm selfish. I hurt people. Right? That's not all that this is saying, right? Like how many of us could say, okay, you know, I feel like I don't, you know, allow my view of the world and relationships to spill over into my, my view of the Lord. I feel like that, that I know who God is and that he is faithful. But are there times that you don't feel he's going to be faithful because maybe you aren't faithful? It might be easy to say, I trust the Lord and I believe that he is going to do what he says whenever you feel like you're good enough, whatever that is, right? When you feel like you're checking the boxes, when you feel like you've prayed enough or studied enough, but do you really believe that he is faithful to his word and to his promises when you don't feel like you're good enough? I use the quotations because what is good enough, right? None of us are good enough, but there are times in our life, let's be honest, there are times in our life we feel like we're good. Like we, we feel maybe a little bit more confident in ourselves and it's easy to trust the Lord in times where you feel like maybe you feel like you kind of deserve his goodness and his faithfulness. But what about the times you don't feel like you have deserve it? He is faithful even when you're not faithful. Even when you mess up. Just like Andy said in the prayer over the kids, God's love is the same whether you have a good week or a bad week. Whether you've had the best week of your life or the worst week of your life. He is still faithful. He is still faithful to you. I love this because it's been months, but I love when I'm preparing a message. A lot of times I go back and read through my my journals um, that I have. And I love um, that as I was reading this, I found a quote I said to myself that said, you can't change God. 
And I thought, oh, wow, why did I make that comment to myself? So I go back and I kind of read before that, like, why did I think I could change God? And what it was is I was basically reading before that, and it was I was so down and out about myself and feeling like I wasn't good enough and I wasn't capable and I've been messing up. And God was was reminding me, you can't change me. Like, you think that your, your choice and your mistake is big enough to change who I am? It's not. We don't change God. His character is his character. Whether we're faithful or not, he is. Our actions don't change him. His character and who he is is not dependent on what I do. He is faithful. And that's what 2 Timothy 2.13, which is why that verse I felt was so perfect when God brought me to that verse. Because it, it confirms his word, his promise. He is faithful to it even when I'm not. So um, no matter where you're at, right, if you're having a hard time trusting the Lord with the election or with just your life, no matter if you're having a hard time trusting the Lord because you need to remember his promises, maybe you need to remind yourself of what his promises are. Maybe you don't feel like you can trust God because you've been hurt by the world. You've been hurt by people. You've been hurt by somebody that you trusted that should never have hurt you. Or maybe you're not trusting or believing that the promises are true for you because you don't feel like that you're good enough. Whatever, Wherever you're at today, right, whichever one you're at, and maybe it's something different, but wherever you're at, God's still faithful. He's faithful even if you don't think he's going to be faithful. His promises are true even if you don't believe them. Because he isn't changed by who we are. His character doesn't change by my actions, by your actions. He is still the God that promises salvation, that promises to be with us. I saw this quote, and I don't remember who it was by. I tried to go back and find it. Um, but it says, and I loved it, um, I am not moved by what I see or by what I feel, but I'm moved by what I believe. So it says, I am not moved by what I see, and I'm not moved by what I feel, but I am moved by what I believe. So do you believe? Do you believe in God's promises, ones he's giving you individually, ones that are in his scripture? Do you truly believe the promises of God? And do you believe that he is faithful to fulfill those promises today in your life? Because if you believe, it should move you. And how will it move you? Is it moving your life? Is it impacting the way that you view your finances, your marriage, your job, your parenting, your health? Do you believe enough in the promises and the faithfulness of God to have it impact your life and your choices and where you choose daily to trust him and daily to believe that he is going to fulfill those promises?
So the first promise I talked about was the promise of salvation. So if you're in the room today or you're watching online um, and you don't know if you've believed in that promise of salvation, today's the day. God is faithful to that promise. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're currently doing, he is faithful to save you. He is true to his word and his promise of salvation. So I was going to have everybody uh, close their eyes if you're in the room. And if you're online, kind of um, tune back in if you've kind of checked out a little bit. Um, but if that is you today, um, I want to do a prayer. Um, to pray for you as you step into believing that promise. Lord, we come to you open, opening our hearts and believing in that promise of salvation. We thank you for being faithful and accepting us where we're at. And we give our hearts and our lives to you. We confess that that we're sinners and that we need you right now and today. And help us, be with us. We hang on to that promise that you are with us. Amen. So what about those of us in the room that are believers already? Do we need to remind ourselves of God's promises? What do you need to do today? What do you need to do right now? Is there an area in your life you're not wanting to trust the Lord or you're struggling to trust the Lord in, and you need to to find a promise that correlates with what you're dealing with and remind yourself of that promise and that it's true. And I want us to go into today, into this next week, really focused on what are the promises I need to remind myself of. And remember that he's faithful to his promises even when we're faithless. He will fulfill them. So, Lord, I just thank you for your word today. And I love how you tied it all in. And you knew what we needed to hear today. I just pray that you would remind us of your goodness and your promises and your faithfulness as we go throughout this week. Thank you for being consistent and being you and never changing. Amen.